0: You don't just start playing baseball and then instantly make it to the major leagues. You have to work hard to get there. You have to have a game plan to get yourself to be the MVP. The Most Valuable Producers podcast is not for the average agent. You can't be average to become the MVP. Just like in the big leagues, you can't just be a one or two or three-tool player. You have to be a five-tool player to become the MVP. You can make a difference in someone's life every single day in this job, in this career, in this industry. What's your game plan? This is your host of the show, Mitch Gibson. You are listening to the MVP Podcast. What is going on, Agency Intelligence Nation out there? Um, this is a voice you've heard before. I like I said, I, I told told this on my first couple of episodes when I guest hosted the show um, on the Agency Intelligence. Um, side of things on this network. and I said I was the best looking host that the agency intelligence uh, team has. And then from then they've uh, they've had Ryan Hanley, they've added James Jenkins, um, and the network keeps growing and I'm, I'm extremely pleased and, and honored to, um, host my own show insurance related show. And for you uh, young agents out there listening to this, this, this first episode is going to probably knock your socks off. And, uh, for this to be my first episode with this guest, I'm extremely, extremely excited and couldn't thank Jason Cass and the agency intelligence team for giving me the opportunity and the platform to, to put together the most valuable producers podcast known as the MVP podcast. Um, my first guest, like I said, it's going to be a, going to be a, uh, you know, knock your socks off type of an episode just because I want to dive in a little bit more about Bradley. I know we we, we always know Bradley as the insurance guy, and you know, he uh, is co host of the Insurance Guys podcast with Scott Howell. So, we know a lot of insurance related stuff for Bradley Flowers. Um, beginning of these shows, when I have these guests on, I'm gonna be asking a lot of some, some, some personal questions because I know Cass asked five or six that are kind of, um, you know, quirky and, you know, are you an iPhone, Android user? We're gonna dive in a little bit more of, um, kind of a little bit personal
1: there's those that use iphone and then there's the people that are i agree
0: and i think andy matheson was on his agency influence podcast a couple weeks ago uh, maybe even a month ago and he goes ios and apple have just done it so right and smoothly and say here's what's coming up next and and so on and so forth that you know iphone's just going to rule the world and i i'm sorry i can't i will never pick up an android in my life ever not even if there's a fire but to get things started here, Bradley, to get things started here, um, for those who don't don't know you too well, uh, which for me to say that and someone listening to this podcast, what would you say? The number one thing Bradley Flowers loves outside of insurance, beside your family, what's that one hobby that you love?
2: Mm,
1: I love grilling. What's your go-to? I'm not any I'm not any good at it, but I like doing it. What's your it? go-to
0: grill? Grilling uh, Friday night. If you if you're having five or six guests over and they were you know, they, they needed to have a good meal. What's that meal you're making?
1: Um, probably burgers. I do a, I do an okay burger. Um, you know, stuffed burger with onions and cheese and, and, and that whole thing. Um, maybe a ribeye, something like that. Nothing too fancy. You know, I'm, I'm nowhere near David Carruthers level of grilling. A- I mean, you go to, you go to his Facebook page and it's like, is this guy an insurance agent or is he a chef? Uh, nothing like that i enjoy the process of it i enjoy getting better I, I one of the best gifts someone gave me and my wife a big green egg is a wedding gift um and i'm obsessed with cooking on it so i just like trying different things on there but nothing you know nothing like super nothing to write home about put it to you like that but i have to watch myself like because I've grilled out for some of our friends now and we go over to their house. They're like looking to me for advice. I'm like, I don't know anything. I just I just know how to put the meat on and flip it. I don't even have a meat thermometer if that tells you anything.
0: Well, you should probably get one of those because there's been plenty of times where we've had guests over recently and I have undercooked
1: the pork chops and I felt embarrassed yeah. going back out to the grill. So, See, I don't like pork or I don't like doing pork or chicken because if you undercook it, you kill people. <laughs> so I like stuff that it's if you undercook it, they're like, oh, this is rare. This is oh, good, it is like you know? This? Um, I uh, uh, I enjoy the process of it. I enjoy you know, cracking open a cold beer, hanging out with friends on the back deck. You know the the big green egg, unless you have some sort of hack to light it. It takes a little while to get it going, but when you get it going, man, it's good. So it's it's a process. It's an hour, hour and a half process. I just I like that. No responsibilities other than what's going on at that grill. So. That would be my answer if I, if I, if I didn't have time to think about it. I like that.
0: that. Nope. grilling's a good one. Grilling's a good one. That's probably one of my favorite things to do every night. I'm going to go home tonight. Actually,
1: I forget I'm recording
0: and throw some uh, sirloin steaks on the grill. Uh, I could eat steak probably five yep. days a week. So that's not a, not a good thing there, but uh, diving into kind of, it's probably going to be more of the family related i hear here with this next question, which, which is my anticipation with people's answers, but you know what, What's your why? What, what gets you striving every single morning? What gets you up and going? What, what helps you work late nights?
1: Um, what's that driving factor behind Bradley Flowers' why? You know, I've been asked that question a lot. Or excuse me, I haven't been asked that question a lot. I've thought about that question a lot because every time I'm listening to a podcast and someone asks that question, I think about it. And to be completely honest with you, I have no idea. I really don't. I, you know, I mean, you, uh, I, and, it, and it may come from, I mean, it, it definitely is probably family and kids, you know, I have a daughter and a, and a son on the way. So that's definitely probably the answer, but at the same time, things like that, that are super cliche, I don't tend to fall into just out of the fact that they're cliche. Sure. That sense? No, I, I agree. Um, like for, like, for example, me and my wife, uh, we did a destination wedding and the trip was february 10th to february 20th like most people would have gotten married on valentine's day we didn't get married on valentine's day we got married on the 12th like it was just you know like i don't like things that are cliche so maybe that's it but to be completely honest with you i don't know what makes me tick um my biggest motivator is losing though um if, if I'm having trouble becoming, you know, getting motivated to do something, I think about a time that I've either screwed up or especially like a competitor's gotten the best of me or something of that nature. And uh, and I have to be careful when I think about that because if it's 10 o'clock, I'll go to the office. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to say losing is my why, but I don't, I don't really know, man, to be completely honest with you. Um, my kind of grand poobah, grand – I don't know if that's the right word. I don't even know what grand poobah means. My like great white buffalo is I like – the game of business and i want to be able to play the game of business for the sake of the game of business in other words if someone comes to me with an investment opportunity i want to be able to do it without thinking about it just for the love of the game not for the money and so that's my eventual goal is to get my businesses to the point to where i can play the game without having to worry about oh let's uh, cut this thing off you know let's let's slide this expense back this month so we can pay for this one you sure. know what i mean like right now we're hiring and we, we got two or three people that we've got in the pipeline to hire and I would love to be able to just to hire all three of them and say, May the best man or woman win. Right. You know well, that that you can't do that as a startup, right. but that's that's the kind of the goal. So I guess maybe you could say my why is the 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 game of business. I'm not sure. I like
0: that. No, we'll stay with the game of business, then. and I'll ask these last three questions at the end because I know, I know you're a busy guy, and, and we don't. I don't want to keep you too long here.
1: I can go about ten long. You're good. Okay,
0: we'll take that. Um, but but to, but to go into the business side of things, you're talking about a hiring process, and since we're speaking and talking to young agents, and that's what this is about. This this podcast is a, is here to help develop young agents into seeing what the you know pale stale and male insurance agency like it is. I know Crother says it all the time. It's like, you know, this, this industry is pale, stale and male and things are constantly changing. Are you going to, you know, you're going to make change or adjust or, you know, learn from others. And when, you know, when I was talking to Cass um, prior to the launch of this episode, Cass and I were talking about the same thing. It's like, you know, what is it that we can do to add value to young agents? And it's kind of weird coming from a young agent. I mean, heck, I'm no yeah. spring, you know, I'm a, I'm a spring chicken. I'm, I've been here for four years doing insurance stuff. I don't know half the stuff you guys do. Okay. But I do know that if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't have learned half the stuff that I, that I need to learn. So I think, you know, step one for a young agent, someone just now getting, even if they are, you know, middle-aged and just now getting the industry, um, you've, you've got to learn to ask. It's okay to ask for help and learn from other people. That's what you did. I mean, I knew I had to get you as the guest number one on the show, because if it wasn't for you to be quite honest with you, I would not be recording right now. And I think you could probably say that's probably the truth. Um, but I was, I was taking a step just asking for help. As you look into hiring somebody as you're right now, mm-hmm. portal insurance is looking into hiring people. What what are those characteristics of a new agent that you're looking for? Might be different from the old, you know, from the old school way, mom and shops, you know, we're just going to, can he sell insurance? We're going to, you know, sit him in the chair mm-hmm. and call nine to five. What things are you looking for in a young agent? and And what should they as a young agent be looking for in you? Number one thing is a good culture fit.
1: That's it. Like that's, Honestly, if you have a good culture fit, everything else probably is going to work itself out because if they're not a good fit at what we're hiring for, if they're a good culture fit, we'll find a position for them. You know? Yep. Um, We have our, Our core values are we care because it's the best marketing strategy ever. We always play the long game. We're not worried about how it's affecting us today. We're worried about how it affects us in the long term. We take massive action in everything we do and we always, always, always give more value than we take in every transaction, right? how can I give more? And that doesn't mean monetarily, it may mean emotional. It may be, you know, we give you such a good attitude. It may be that we learn a little bit about you personally so that we can make recommendations for restaurants, you know, little stuff like that. But but we try to give more value than we take in every single transaction. And typically the people that haven't worked out um, did not fit one of those four, if not all four. Sure. So number one for us is is fitting in with our company adhering to our core, you know, being, being embodying our core values. If they don't have all four, we don't hire them. Um, So that's from, from an emotional standpoint, that's kind of what we're looking for. Um, Number two is we're looking for people to that, that buy into our mission. You know, there's plenty of agencies in just in mobile that will pay you more than what we can pay you or what we will pay you in the short term anyway, But we're looking for people that are long term thinkers and understand the value of being a part of this and understand that we're offering things that that other agencies aren't offering, you know, we're, you know, I'm empathetic to the fact that people aren't, you know, the far majority of people that that work here aren't going to work here forever. Sure. But you like and, that, but
0: you, you, you like that as a, as a yeah, owner of I, company,
1: right? I appreciate the fact, like my goal is to make, you know, I tell everybody like there's about an 85% chance you're not going to work here forever. So what I want this to be is the best jumping off point for you ever. And we're going to, that, that's, that's our goal. And so you're getting things culturally that you're, that you're not getting elsewhere here. So we're looking for someone that understands that and is not just after a dollar, you know, if you want to make, a year out of the gate, but you're in 20 years, you're going to be making 65. There's plenty of places that'll do that. But if you want to come somewhere and make 40 out of the gate, but 10 years from now you're making 240 and you have some sort of ownership in your book portals, the place for you, you know, and you have a personal brand to boot with that, that you can, that'll help you your entire life. You know, it's the other thing that we do. We help people build their personal brand if they want to, it's not a pre, it's not a prerequisite. Um, And that's something that they can leverage down the road. So just someone who understands all that. And then, you know, kind of lastly, I'll I'll go through real quick because I think it'll be valuable to your listeners. Our hiring process is pretty... Our hiring process was born out of a lot of not-so-great hires Um, and quick hires. And, hey, I had to hire this person because they were they had a license and could fog a mirror, uh, which you have to do as a startup agency. Um, So our hiring process is... uh, all applications are submitted online, even if, um, even if, you know, you're somebody I know. I still send you my link and say, hey, will you fill this out online? They fill that out. They upload the resume. They get an auto response um, that they, it's, a, it's an email interview is what we call it. And there's four questions on there, okay? They respond to that and they have to put a specific subject line in the subject line Otherwise, we don't open the email because that shows attention to detail. It's a trick I learned from our buddy Mike Stromso or my buddy Mike Stromso. Um, there's one question of the four that if they answer it a certain way, I don't reply. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna say what it is because probably 20 years from now it won't be relevant. It might, you know, the 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 status quo could change, but there's one question on there that I'm looking for a specific answer to. Um if your listeners want to know, I'll drop my cell at the end of this and, and they can ask me. But so then we, we, do it, we do a phone interview. That's a 15 minute interview just for me to fill you out. There's really no questions on there. It's, hey, tell me about yourself. And usually they do most of the talking. If they don't do most of the talking, usually I don't move forward. <laughs> you know, they, they, I, they have to be personable. And, um, and that's coming from somebody who's an introvert at heart. So then we do an in-person interview that's just one-on-one with me. Um, after that, we will do a a disc assessment and a sales IQ assessment. Um, that that returns me 68 pages. I know things about you that you probably don't want me, don't, me to know that you, <laughs> that you don't know. And then at the end, at the end of that assessment, it gives me questions to ask you and what to look for in your answers. Not necessarily what you answer, but what to look for. Um, so that's super. That that's a lot of people get a lot of people get stopped at that point. Something similar. Is it something um, similar to like the Myers Briggs? It's a disk assessment and a sales IQ. Laura Bruno okay. is a consultant that I use. Um, those of you that listen to the podcast probably know her, but Laura Bruno, she, she does that. Uh, it took her, took, me a while, took her a while to sell me because it's not the cheapest thing in the world, but she saved me from making a couple bad hires. Um, I think it's like 300 bucks an assessment or something like that. Anyway, so uh, I do that. And, and sometimes I do that. If I really like them, I do that after... The phone interview before the first interview if i'm not so sure i'll do it after the the first in-person interview um so it's two tests and then the last step sometimes i'll bring people in for another in-person one-on-one with me if i'm not sure um i did that with this last guy we're talking to and then the final step which we had one of those today is um you sit down with me and my leadership team here in the office which consists of me and two other team members and We ask you a round of questions. It's about 30 minutes. And if it's not unanimous, when you walk out the door, we don't hire you. What's going on,
0: loyal listeners? It's Mitch Gibson with the MVP podcast, stopping you in the action of the podcast. Promise you that this will only take a second. Are you a local independent insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Well, look no further than nationwide brokerage solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need or your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and do what we're here to do, grow your business. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about nationwide brokered solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's B R ecom Let them know that the folks at the Agency Intelligence Podcast Network sent you.
1: Um, and, uh, I do a YouTube series called making the donuts. It's our weekly blog with portal. Um, in the episode two weeks from this week, there will be, uh, a video of us prepping for the interview. And I bet it's more in depth than a lot of people would imagine. Like the entire interview is scripted. Like we go through it and we're like, okay, you're going to ask this question and then I'm going to ask this one to pile on. And then in between there's like asterisks and notes to our team. Like these are the things we're looking for. So it's a very like, I feel like refined process. Is it perfect? No. Are there people have better processes? Sure. Absolutely. But that's kind of what what we do. Sorry, I know I said I was gonna make that quick. Well, that's fine. I'll I'll, I'll make sure. sure to
0: find that video too when you post, and I'll put it in the description of this uh, podcast and also on, on our YouTube channel as well. So go check that out. Um, but but yeah. no, I think I think too, Bradley, and you kind of piggyback off of this and then and then we'll go into some of the branding talk that I think is important for these young agents. Yeah. But you know, when, when you talk about the hiring process there, you know, a lot of people who might be listening thinking about or even considering, you know, should they get into property casualty insurance? Because there might be some people out there that listen to this show to mm-hmm. figure out if it's gonna be a good fit or not. What what you've done there is you've created a culture that you have hired people that one, fit the culture and two, that are going to help add value to your agency. I mean, you're not just going to hire somebody just to hire somebody to fill a spot and hope that they do the best. You're hiring them because you want to make money and vice vice versa for the agent or for the person you're looking to hire, you know, they've got to understand walking away, whether it's a good yes or, you know, a no answer or no email reply that, you know, that wasn't in a nice way possible. That wasn't a right fit because Bradley probably, you know, in the back of his mind, his leadership team are like, we're not gonna be able to be able to add value back to you as an agent mm-hmm. as much as we would like. So it's a kind, you know, kind, hey, I would not want to waste your time, and neither would I want to waste mine, in a sense of respect. I'll
1: I'll give you a flip side too. Like to some people, sure. firing them is doing them a favor because. Especially if you've gone through your process, you know, a process of something similar to verbal warning, written warning, that that sort of thing, you know, Um, and they're not getting it. Sometimes the only wake up call you can get them is that. And that's not me being delusional, like trying to make myself feel feel better about letting someone go. It feels horrible. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you're not that individual is not improved. You know, I had I had one person that I had to let go a year or so ago. I was and I was I was like, look, you are so bought into what we're doing, but you don't have this specific core value, and sure. you're not making enough money to justify working here. You need to go find a job somewhere else. Right. As a matter of fact, here I talked to such and such. Yeah, more of, more of a hey, relaxed. You know what I mean? I'm so, here to help you out any way possible, whether whether this works or not. So on that note, so so to your listeners, okay, employees or potential employees, non agency owners an employee is a I don't like the word employee but there's nothing like I feel like if I ever say like your your team a team member that could confuse some people but an employee their job outside of the job is to figure out how can I add enough value to my employer above and beyond what they are paying me an employer's job is how do I provide more value to that employee, sure. employee than what I'm paying them. And if you can get both of those, then you right. have a really, and, really good relationship. And, and the, it just goes back to the whole adding value thing. And it, So every person here needs to be thinking about how sure. do I add, you know, if you're applying for a job, how do I show them that I'm going to add more value to this job and to this organization than what they're paying me? or if you're working for a company how do i add more value than what i'm Correct. doing now and it may be a simple example i give you is i guarantee you the majority of people in these some of you guys are working in sure. big agencies you know 50 employees 48 of the 50 employees don't listen to insurance podcasts and probably don't even know they exist. Maybe you're the one guy or gal that listens to it and you pick up one little gold nugget that you can help implement in that agency. All of a sudden you've made yourself super valuable. They ain't got to know that where you got it was a free podcast. Right. And even if they did, they're still probably not going to take the effort to do so. You know, Mitch, you make yourself so valuable to your company because you're doing this podcast inside Hancock County. Inside Indiana now, by the only,
0: way. Oh, I'm sorry. Brand.
1: Um, Inside Indiana, that is bringing so much value to that agency in many different ways. We we'll don't have to get into that. Yeah. But that's what you've got to look at as, as a non-agency owner. Yep.
0: And I will say to feed off of that, guys, uh, listeners, the, the reason what kind of what Bradley's talking about is the Inside Indiana podcast. And we'll, talk, we'll probably talk more about this on another episode um, as we kind of, kind of work through the building blocks here of, of, of the fresh, new, inspiring, fun agent um, out there bradley kind of encouraged me to start a local podcast and and from there it's just taken off immensely um i know bradley likes to share it but i'll beat him to the punch here but it's now turned into a local tv show the the tv network locally shows it every saturday and sunday
1: and it that's my favorite thing i know i love i because i gave that idea to so many people and nobody freaking did it and you were the first one to do it and you have a tv show well (laughs)
0: and it's but it goes back to the beginning of what we talked about results not
1: guaranteed by the way results are not not, they're not but
0: But they're as hard as you work out of them And, and i promise you just doing a little bit of work on them makes them makes you look like a like a superhero but you know kind of kind of the whole branding aspect of this and i had reached out to bradley i was going through some life stuff and kind of just felt like i wasn't getting anywhere in the industry and i was year two in it year two in it and i was just you know like where's everything coming from? Like I'm working, trying to find leads, hustling, cold calling this. And then, you know, I was writing insurance, but I wasn't writing, writing insurance. I didn't want to, I don't want to be an average agent. And this, this podcast isn't for average young agents. This is for agents that want to you know, succeed and, and, and go farther beyond the expectations of where you're currently at in the, in the agency that you're with. But the my, my team, average is and I, easy, man. Like, easy,
1: Like we'll try to implement something different and, you know, I'll get some pushback. Maybe I'm the one pushing back, but some, but I'll get some pushback. And like, look, we're not doing this to be average. Like we're doing this to be so much better and give so much more of an experience to our customers, to our vendors, to our carriers, to each other. And that's going to be hard. Average is easy. If you want to be average, it's easy as crap. But being different and being better and being extraordinary it's supposed to be difficult, and it's supposed to be hard, and you're going to deal with problems that you don't, that you didn't expect, that you shouldn't have to deal with. But because you're doing something amazing, that's a good thing. You need to embrace that. You need to be ready for it. Sorry no, for you're the, fine. That you, that's why. You, that's why I tangent. have a guest. If, but, I, if I wanted you, to
0: talk all the whole time, I would not have a guest on. I need a guest. I like I like having guests yeah. because we can.
1: Yeah. Average yeah. is easy. There's a lot of people that are trying to do extraordinary things and they're complaining because they, they're they hard, myself included. A lot of people don't realize this. When I say like motivational type stuff, a lot of times it's to tell myself more Correct. than anything. But, but, you know, like there's a lot of people that are trying to do awesome things. They're trying to be different. But... They want the average, they, they want to put in the average. They ex- work and they and expect, they expect results from the average work. And,
0: and I wouldn't yeah. say unless I was doing average work, but it took me understanding I needed to brand myself just as much. I was helping brand the agency. And, you know, for, for me, well, I'm in a smaller agency, seven employees. Okay. Next thing is, you know, there's those agencies that are agents that are with 50, 60 employees, and they're just that little fish in a small pond and don't have the access to, to social media content and whatnot. When we say a young agent, one of the things that a young agent should do early in his career is brand himself with the intent of helping brand the agency behind that, keeping morals, ethics, all that Mm -hmm. stuff behind it. Because you might have principal owner or agency owners that get upset that you're not posting stuff about their brand. What what's your advice on that, and and why why is your personal brand so important? And how what's what's ways that young agents out there can can do this without interfering with the brand of the agency and causing chaotic mess with the uh, owners?
1: Yeah, so you know I've been in those shoes. Now now for me, the the agency owner was a corporation. Um, that comes with its own set of challenges. It's easier in some ways. It's harder in some ways. Um, that's kind of like an age old question, man. Like that was one of the first podcast topics I love we it. did. Um, who was, who was the guest on that? I think it was Jared Bellman. It was Jared Bellman. That was an early episode. Shout out to Jared. Um, so number one, personal brand is just another word for reputation. It's, it's, it's been argued. It's been documented. Like it's the the hundred percent truth. Okay. We don't live in a world of where the chambers of commerce is, and the, the golf course is where you're going to get all your business from anymore. Okay. You're going to get your business from this device right here, this phone that's in my hand, but it's plugged into the wall and I awkwardly tried to hold up. <laughs> um, that's the, that's the world now. That's, you know, that is like people are like, well, the kids on these phones, it's not real life. No, there's more freaking real life going on there than there is going on in this room. Like you and i you're in indiana i'm in alabama we would never have a chance to know each other had it not been for both of us trying to build our personal sure. brand so all of the, it's been it's been argued but it's the truth personal brand is your reputation it's the 2021 version of your reputation okay so what you're talking about when you're talking about your agency not allowing you to build your personal brand take the word personal brand out. Put reputation so if you're in 1994 or 2005 And your boss tells you, you can't build your reputation. How would you react to that? You'd be appalled. So you have to look at it that way, number one. Number two, yes, you have to approach it from an empathetic standpoint. You have to understand where they're coming from. And you have to dance around a few things when you're doing that, okay? So the number one thing I would tell you is be 100% upfront. Don't try to do anything sneaky, shady or anything like that, okay? Okay understand that the reason that agency owner doesn't want you building your personal brand is it gives you leverage against them. Understand that the ultimate reason that you're doing that is to give yourself leverage in the marketplace. Okay. But what you have to do is you have to come from a, you have to come from a, both sides have to come from a place of understanding and you just have to sit down and talk about it to them and figure out a way to make it work without making it work. Excuse me figure out a way to make it work without making it a hundred percent, you know, doing a hundred percent of what you want to sure. do. Okay. So what I mean by that is when I was at alpha, which was a company I worked for, I can say that now because I'm out of my non-compete, like congratulations, I only got to brother. do about, <laughs> <laughs> I only got to, I made it out without getting sued. I can only do about 50 to 60% of what I wanted to do. Sure. Okay. So, figure out that happy medium okay it's okay if you want to go full bore social media and hire a videographer and do a podcast and all this stuff but you guys agree on you just posting a couple motivational pictures on social media a couple times a week like like that's okay like start somewhere something's better it's like the old adage of i'd rather own 20 percent of something than zero percent of something you know so start there be like all right can we can we agree on this if you're a good enough employee or good enough team member they're going to be willing to, to negotiate with you some and to give some on that. Right. They have to, they have to, have to, have to understand that there is power to social sure. media. Well, They've got well, to. And if they don't ask them, do they think social media made an, made a difference in the 2020 and 2016 elections? And if they say no, they're living under a rock. If they say yes, then say, well, how come you think this isn't going to help our business? And I think you're right. You just, you guys, you got to start somewhere though. You got to start somewhere. And if you still are coming up against a brick wall, then you know the answer to that. You should know the answer to that. But what you, what you have to do is you have to figure out a way to brand both while still making sure I'm as a business owner, I'm empathetic to the employee. Like, you have to make sure you're getting that leverage too, and you're building up. niche. Right.
0: Yep. And I'll we got one more, couple more, or two small questions personally here to yeah. let you. And go. And we're here. trying
1: to cover a lot in a short amount of time. If anybody wants me to expand yep. on that, just reach. We'll out have you to back me.
0: on again. We might do some Facebook live events or something to get this get a group together to to see if they any questions or whatnot. But you know, you'll look back at some of your content too, and you, you probably just as much as I get look back at a Facebook member and you're like, wow, I really posted that piece of content that was absolutely horrible.
1: Every. Every but you've got to
0: start and you'll become so creative. i became more of a marketing creative genius than I ever thought I would ever be. And, you know, I still come up with creative different ideas every day because they just flow the more you start staying consistent with it. And that's what you've done. Um, quick, quick advice, I guess for, for young agents, or if you could look back at Bradley flowers when you were 23, 24, 25, 26. Um, and, and if there was one piece of advice you could give Mr. Bradley flowers back then, what would it have been? it's all going to work out. So you were on the edge of your seat, kind of worrying a little bit, not sure what the future holds. Because if you're anything like me, I'm a one that I'm very impatient. I'm very patient, but impatient at the same time, if that makes any bit of sense. I'm so impatient because I want to see the result. I want to see, I want to do, see what I just made or creative, whatever project we're putting together. I I don't want to wait a month Mm -hmm. or two months to see it happen. I want to see it now. Um, You know, for you, being, being patient was probably a huge, a huge part of your success, especially going into opening up and starting Portal.
1: I struggle with patience. But yeah, that's, that's the advice I would give myself in literally, probably in every uh, sector of life from middle school on up. You know what sure. I mean? Like, I, you know, I wasn't the popular kid in school. The, the, my graduating class had 23 people wow. in it. Just so everybody knows, that's not an Alabama thing. <laughs> like I know there's people listening like, well, it's because he lives in Alabama. No, I went to a very, very small, uh, very, very small school out in the country um, that had a larger high school in the town. But I went to the, the, the small private school, um, so everybody knew everything about everybody, you know. And so that that would be my advice. Is I just I, early in my career and and what you know, I just I worried about a lot of stuff and. I'd love to go back to myself, pat myself on the back, be like, "Hey, it's all going to work out. It's all going to be okay." Right. Well, good. Last question. I'll let you go. Yeah. You might have gotten.
0: you might have not gotten this question on a podcast before, and if so, I'm, I'm be Extremely excited. I'll tell you. If you could spend 24 hours with anybody in the world, dead or alive, who would it be, and why?
1: Um, without thinking about it or knowing, uh, you know, knowing uh, you were going to ask this, probably Bezos um see see I look at things from such a practical standpoint Mitch like like I'm not the kind of guy that would pick like a rock star just to like say I hung out with a rock star like I'm gonna look at things from okay how can I get something out of this you know um so probably Bezos at the point where Amazon was like successful but like before he was a billionaire or before it was Amazon of today I feel maybe even before they were public. I feel like a lot of, um, a lot of decisions that were made during that time frame are probably a lot of similar decisions a lot of small businesses would face. So probably that, um, it or, you know, maybe a a a relative that's passed away. One of those. That's cool.
0: No, I like that. It's good answer. Bezos would be fun. Well, Bradley all we have time for i'll let you go um i appreciate your time and efforts and, and everything you've done for this industry and continue to do for this industry uh listeners Likewise, listeners if you are you know needn't have any questions or anything that's bradley's done it's not hard to find the dude just type in bradley flowers on google bradley flowers on youtube and you can hey, find all his I'll stuff drop my
1: number real quick in case anybody has any questions yeah drop it 251-237-9383
0: You'll see that right here in the video. If you're watching this, if not, you'll see in the description, reach out to Bradley. He's there to help. That's all he wants to do. And and that's what this insurance industry is about. It's about helping changing and, 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 moving forward as this industry evolves. And, uh, it's, it's going to be up to us young agents. It's, it's up, it's in our hands to, to take this thing and run with it, um, and keep, keep up with the industry and, uh, show them that the young millennial agents can, can do just as good. So for me, Bradley flowers, everybody always have a good rest of your day. And always remember you can make a difference. We'll catch you next time on the most valuable producers podcast.
2: Hey agents, listen to this, listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it.